Welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle of procrastinating our Come Follow Me studies. So whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy that you're here. Mm-hmm. back to another wonderful week with you boys. Yeah. Brayden, Kaden, and Keaton, your boys. What makes this week so wonderful, Kaden? Um, Did something excellent happen? What doesn't make this week wonderful? Let me just start by saying we had some really cold weather last week, um, like minus 50 Oof. with the wind chill, and this coming week, it's going to be like minus 5, so it doesn't get better than that. That's true. Yeah, that's like a comforting know, it's, it feeling. Was, it was one degree here today. It was kind of nice. Rub it in. It's kind of like... <laughs> it's okay. We'll probably Wait, get drowned did in Did you go to church point. today, Keaton? No, the church was canceled because of visibility and oh, icy roads. Oh, but it roads, was one degree out. For, it was so beautiful <laughs> For the warm. second week in a <laughs> row. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Whoever cancels church, I don't know if I agree with them, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take saying, it. It might be minus 40 here, but at least I got to take the sacrament. Yeah, I feel like some of the saints, like some of the pioneers had a harder time getting to church than they would have had today with low visibility. Yeah. So I don't know if that's as much For all you people in America, this is Celsius. That is cold. Yeah. Yeah, minus 45 to 50. That's, you could could freeze an egg on the sidewalk. Do you see that picture? Yeah, Yeah, dude. Yeah, somebody froze an egg like halfway, so it was standing Amazing. on itself. It was awesome. It was I'll impressive. see if I can post a link in the description. There's also um, like pictures of like. So now that we're now yeah. that we're past our weather of the week segment, it's cold. We'll we'll hop on in. <laughs> so this <laughs> That's section cold. covers First Nephi, chapters eleven to fifteen, and it is subtitled "Armed with Righteousness and with the Power of God." Yeah, it's kind of like a reprise of the last lesson. Oh, no, it totally is. Where now Nephi is learning what his father learned. So. Yeah, but it's how he learned it's it good, that's the, the more important part this time, right? So basically, mm-hmm. um, echoing what we said last lesson where, oh, it's cool that, you know, uh, God reveals truths to us if we pray about them. This is literally the the way that God revealed to Nephi, everything his father was saying was true. And it's it's v- both very similar and very unique to Nephi. Because uh, some things happen in in Nephi's vision that better explain uh, some of the symbolism in Lehi's dream. So, Well, that's exactly what it is. It's an, an explanation yeah. of Lehi's dream, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, I like that it talks about in the beginning that when God needs something done, he will usually give his prophet a monumental vision that helps him understand God's purposes. And so they say Moses saw a vision, John saw a vision, Joseph Smith obviously did, and Lehi did, and now Nephi does as well. So it's it's just kind of interesting that, yeah, of course, he shows his prophet's is, visions. I would like to know the visions that well, our prophet Well, maybe this sees. is why I won't be a, become a prophet, but I think that if I was the prophet and I didn't have a vision, I'd be pretty sad. I think I think the level of visions changes for everyone too. Like, uh, like as soon as Keaton started bringing that point up, I, I, it's it's in one of the Doctrine and Covenants videos. 
and it's like this black and white video of is it Lorenzo Snow who gives the um talk about paying tithing even during We we talked about this like 2 weeks ago. Is it? Yeah, I think it's Taylor um John Taylor maybe. But yeah, no we yes, Or no, no where he's like we saying yeah, he's like this, saying keep um, going. Pay your tithing and the crops will grow or whatever. Yeah, pay your tithing. But, like, in that video, yeah. like, for, he, like, pauses for, like, 30 to seconds to, like, a minute as if he's, like, having a vision, like, on the pulpit. He is having he? a vision, man. Like, it was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And then his his whole countenance yeah. changes, too. Like, you, you kind of cool. see. Worth a watch. And it's, like, actually, it's not acting. It's, like, the legitimate <laughs> Yeah, broad, this isn't the or, Book like, of Mormon of videos. This is, like, actually just recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, yeah. it, it is a recording. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's really cool, actually. Yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, oh, holy. And, like, I remember trying to think if I could see anyone Literally. at, like, No, General is it a conference. recording or is it, like, a a remake? Pretty sure no, it's I thought legit. It, I thought it was just, a, like, a seminary video. Uh, I don't know. It's, like, an old-looking video. Like, it's know. filmed He's pretty on, old. like, some old... Yeah, they would have been like a crank camera, but for mm-hmm. sure. Because like the audio definitely didn't sync up. Time. I don't think. I'm gonna look into this, yeah. and I'll let you guys know next week. But I don't if know it's, if there were if cameras. If it's just back acting, then. but if it is acting, dude did a great job. <laughs> ten dude, out of ten. Dude did awesome. <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, dude, no, moving you, on. Your point was valid. Like everybody feels the spirit and and receives revelation differently. So it would make sense that you know each prophet would have different ways that visions you know like were given to them or different ways that they mm-hmm. were able to interpret the will of god right well and like it it just goes to show that you do like when acting as the voice of the lord or even like say if you're a priesthood holder and you're giving blessings or something you do have to listen to the spirit or the direction that the the lord is giving you um and like it definitely comes in in its own time sometimes and in its own way as well. Like some people are able to just like spit off, you know, however many sentences of patriarchal blessings. And it's just like insane. Not some people, patriarchs. <laughs> like, but um, but then like you're giving like, a, for instance, someone was just confirmed into the church in my ward today. And um, it was a, it was an elder who was giving the confirmation. And uh, the prayer was excellent. It was an excellent uh, blessing. But yet you could tell like, he isn't nearly as attuned, I guess, to the voice of the spirit as a patriarch would be or something. But it's still the same voice telling them. It's the same spirit that's telling them what to say, which is cool. But uh, now we're getting a little farther away from my original point. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of the intro to the lesson. It, it talks about how um, there's monumental. Oh, it was Lorenzo Snow. Sorry. I told you it was. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried to search John Taylor, and apparently a member of Duran Duran was John Taylor, so there was a dead end. So I <laughs> tried to play some hungry like it the wolf. Dead. Sorry, sorry to jump in, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go, Caden, save us. Sorry, keep going, Caden. No, it's all good. I was just gonna <laughs> say that it starts talking about um, how the the angel. So in in these sections, these chapters. Um, Nephi's praying. He's asking to have an explanation of the vision, and an angel not only shows him the vision itself, but then also like narrates it and is like, "This is what it all means." So it'd be like watching a movie with the director's cut. Very recommended if it's like a favorite movie. By the way, oh yeah, it's a good time. Um, and he, the angel, is explaining that um, 
well, the angel showed him the son of the eternal father, Christ. And then it says, this led Nephi to conclude that the tree represents the love of God. And then it keeps going. Um, right. And, and, and there's a good chance, like in your Sunday school lessons, like you would have like discussed with your Sunday school teacher, like all the different symbols of, you know, like what the, the tree meant, what the river meant. Like we, we kind of went into it last week as well. Um, I think it's redundant to go into it a third time in discussing what it is, but I think it is nice to stay on the track of, you know, what exactly God's intentions were for Nephi and what he should do with, like, such a vision. Because this vision kind of helps propel Nephi on his um, journey for the next two books, right? Like, I don't think he murmurs or anything after this. Like, he's just so solid in in the Lord's work at this point because everything's been shown to him. So I'd like to, to stay more online with uh, what the angel is saying that's not just the symbolism behind everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because, like... Uh, Kaden, you just said like the angel showed him what what Christ coming down to the earth meant, and that was a symbol of like uh, the Father's love for all the children. Um, but then we can kind of go into what Christ was doing. Like he was seen ministering, he was seen doing all sorts of different stuff. And there's some scriptures there as well. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not a real video of. Um, oh, you're still on that. Okay, <laughs> you guys, you gotta. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. I'm, I am as well. It's it's totally not real. It's it was made by the church. No, though. it's not. Cameras were invented. Like video cameras weren't accessible till like like fifty years after the guy died. Oh, when did? Yeah, I don't know the timeline. Because it was at the end of the 1800s, and yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The movie camera. He died in 1901. Fair enough. 1845. Busted. It's possible. It could have been. The first video camera was invented in the early 1900s around 1918. Impossible. Oh, this Wikipedia thing is saying <laughs> that they were making them, but I guess they must not have been working. Okay, good. It's good that we have two people. Well, there might have been like silent films. like Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Silent film. But but that is not what the seminary video looked like. No, no, no. The seminary video just looked like a crappy 80s and recording. it totally is now that and now that i've looked at thumbnails of it too it's for sure yeah not yeah okay good i just i'm glad we got to the bottom of that <laughs> sorry all right so sorry, yeah we really left uh, you Brady. to hang left you to dry there but yeah no that's fine i i was wondering after a while i was like yeah these guys really aren't responding to anything i'm saying and i don't know if it's because i'm on a tangent or if if it's a mic issue i'll fix this in post maybe <laughs> Hey, but uh, where did you get to? Sorry. So I was, I was just talking about how, um, sorry, listeners, uh, you're going to hear me say this again here, but um, I was just discussing how um, not only did the angel explain like what the symbols of each of the things in, well, sorry, the, what the meaning of each of the symbols in Lehi's dream were, he also showed like Christ's ultimate mission, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so it yes, wasn't just okay. like uh, I remember that our, our mission on on like trying to like hold to the rod or whatever it's also showing like um the bitter the bittersweet part where like 
the sweet part of the fruit is what we get to partake whereas christ he's definitely the bitter part like he experiences a whole bunch of like hardship and stuff like it's a bittersweet thing for christ because and he's got no problem if you catch my well and not only that but it also the angel also goes and shows him um like the the great apostasy and it yeah and like it covers a great chunk of human history yeah, colonizing of Americas and the American Revolution, supposedly. And the exactly. restoration of the gospel, which sure. is yeah pretty huge because Nephi wrote part of the Book of Mormon, which was a large factor of the restoration. Um, and so then, like, the lesson prompts us to think about, you know, why is it valuable for Nephi to know these things? Why, why wouldn't the angel just show him the same, like, the vision, what Nephi asked to see? And I think... Um, I mean, this is just my thoughts, but I think that the angel was showing him to show Nephi, like, hey, you're not just scratching on these brass plates for nothing. Like, keep doing it because it's going to have a monumental difference in the outcome of humanity in the long run. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reinforces Nephi's, like, conviction to keep on writing because I don't feel like it would have been easy to do. No, 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 not at all. And to lug them around, and, like, obviously he knew they were important. He trusted Lehi. He went and got the plates and everything. But, like, this is right at the beginning of when he started starting to write in the plates, right? Like, it's somewhere around here where Mm -hmm. Lehi's like, all right, you start recording too, homie. And then Nephi catches up and writes all this in retrospect, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, because no, there's no way he was writing the plates before he had them. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like reinforcing how important his his work will be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, this is... I'm Now I'm kind of searching for my own little thing here. Um, there's a quote from, like, I believe... I don't think it's a U.S. president. I think it's a vice president. Um and I don't want to ruin the quote, but basically it's about, he's talking about the importance of the Book of Mormon in American culture in in itself. Like, aside from it being, like, a religious book, uh, it helped. Like, if you think about the the state of Utah, it is what it is largely because of a book. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and there's no, like, you drive through that state, and you think, like, oh, wow, like, there's all this, like, uh, like industrial there's all this like commercial all this residential like all of this like prosperous land that is primarily here and like doing so well because of the teachings from a book and there's like a u.s president who says uh, or, or vice president i think who says um like no other book in american history has had such an influential impact on the um i gotta try to find it and I'll, if i can't find it now i'll f- I'll try to find it so that we can link it in the description yeah, or something. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard something but, similar. But uh, it, it, it's, it, it's something along the lines of that. And it's it's actually found in a documentary done about the Book of Mormon that I love. I absolutely love this documentary. And it's called um, A New Day oh, for the yeah. Book of Mormon. It's by BYU. Yes, I've seen this. It's a TV, good one. I think. Is that the it's, one that yeah, I go into excellent. like And it's a bunch of like... Too? Or chiasm, whatever it's called. Yeah, well, it, well, it's 
the the idea of it is it's not so much um, apostles and prophets of the church talking about it. They they have they have a bunch um, of different scholars from different things like like scholars like a whole bunch of like scholars from a whole bunch of like schools and like literary geniuses like they've got all these people they've got Priests a couple other stuff. like um, higher ups in other churches discussing like the Book yeah. of Mormon in general and like how it's getting like increasingly impossible to pass it off as yeah there's just a, a book. there's a preacher that like, like teaches from the book of mormon in this documentary did you do you remember that and like his like yeah in his uh i'll have to check Warner that out i haven't heard super anything about it, it it came out while sweet. we were on our missions yeah it's uh, yeah it came out i actually i yeah, watched no, it on my mission if i'm gonna be completely honest <laughs> but it was like excellent so that's like it took me like three p days to watch it because i kept <laughs> feeling bad <laughs> but like good um but yeah it, excellent excellent um documentary and i would recommend it to everyone i tried to i think i've tried to watch it with a bunch of people who are, are less warm to the church as well like some people who are kind of lukewarm to it especially the book of mormon side of the church uh, i've tried to show them it and it's like an excellent um opportunity to share the importance of the book of mormon without going into too much of like um i guess i guess it all boils down to the actual introduction of the book of mormon with the testimony of the witnesses you've got like the spiritual side and then you've also got the physical like side whereas the eight witnesses they gotta heft the book of mormon they gotta well the the plates they gotta like feel the plates they gotta feel the engravings so it's like a very physical experience so for like someone who learns or or is able to understand things on a more physical level where they can make sense of it more easily it works for them and then the three witnesses they saw the book of mormon passed to them from an angel so it's like an angelic visitation so like the more spiritual side of things like the children of god who you know have no issues with not being able to actually see like the physical thing and they're able to hold on to the rod like the iron rod while still just believing in these like angelic visitations and like the spiritual side of it mm -hmm. they've got their answer too and so that was kind of like it was like the best of both worlds as far as the documentary goes because there's like people who like their job is to dissect books and like figure out like if it makes sense like they're able to make sense of this because of how well uh produced it is or how well written or how well um displayed it is and just the feat in itself makes joseph smith like some kind of wunderkind if if he wasn't an actual prophet like it's cool and so i don't want to get yes. too far off but i think it's it's it's, okay. it's still along that. the lines of the lesson <laughs> because we're discussing everything nephi's seeing right like he's seeing just how huge the restoration will play out and and just how big you know the work he's doing like just scribbling in a in a book uh is right now so that's cool and we're going to talk a little bit uh later in the episode too about people influenced by the spirit i guess right yeah so well and and yeah so just Whew. yeah coming I'll cutting back to the lesson <laughs> a little bit yeah you take you take a little break um each of the little section headings is basically things that nephi saw so the first one is god sent jesus christ an expression of his love which we've kind of talked about second is the lord prepared a way for the restoration which yeah we were just talking about as well the things he saw and the next one is just what is the great and abominable church that nephi saw and it basically just says any philosophy or organization that opposes belief in God. And so, yeah, which would include our own pride and hubris and stuff. So that's 
pretty much all there and is then to that. The next, yep. And then the next title is uh, "Who was the man that Nephi saw, whom the Spirit wrought upon to go forth upon the many waters?" And it talks about how um, it says in here that that was Christopher Columbus and his voyage. Um, Hmm. To the pretty Americas, famous guy. Which is pretty neato. Pretty famous guy. Maybe not the best guy, you know, maybe not the guy that you want, you know, on your you know, but he was a guy that did a thing and said the spirit of God told him to do it. So yeah, let's let's say it was him. Did a thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Gonna reduce Christopher Columbus down to that? A guy that did a thing. <laughs> there yeah, there's just a lot of it could okay, have been a lot of different people, that's all I'm saying. But um, but it, it does say that's true. Um, oh yeah, actually, I remember. They actually have like a quote from Encyclopedia Britannica. It says this is what Christopher Columbus said. Um, he says those great and marvelous results are not to be attributed to any merit of mine, for that which the unaided intellect of man could not compass, the Spirit of God has granted he- to human exertions. For God is wont to hear the prayers of His servants who love His precepts even to the performance of apparent impossibilities. So it's pretty cool. Whether or not he was a good person, mm-hmm. you don't like. Not every person who follows God is a good person. Not everybody who acts out upon a prompting will always be good or live out a good life. You know. Mm-hmm. Even prophets do bad things. We talked about this not that long ago. Jonah left. He got eaten by a flipping whale, and he deserved it. Yes, that's true. So. Whether whether Christopher Columbus was a good guy or not, mm-hmm. that's aside. Well, we don't have to talk <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's fair. Doesn't mean he couldn't have been inspired or like it that's couldn't. True. Have been. And, and, and we're all and imperfect it, it to an extent, and God to, still helps us, right? So yeah, you're right. To a you're right. Extent. I should be more true. careful. But yes, I'm just like looking it, at it some quotes. All the way back to like Christ's time on Earth, like his apostles and disciples following him like not every one of them was perfect every moment of every day right like multiple times christ had to like approach his apostles and be like okay what are you guys doing like go feed my sheep kind of thing right yeah no though what they were doing wasn't necessarily like controversial yeah and and yeah i'm just looking at obviously controversy you know, shows up in different ways and, and it shows up either at the time or way after, but hmm. what were you saying, Keaton? Yeah, do you guys have the, uh, I can't remember if it's called the BYU Citation Index. It's like an app. No, I've never heard of it, nor do I think I would. The Citation Index app. Have you ever used that no, in I've Institute or something? Essentially, it takes every scripture and then looks up all the okay, possible yeah, that quotes. Does sound, you kind of sold me on it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Anyway, so there's like Something like 14 different quotes going all the way from Gordon B. Hinckley to Orson Pratt. And, uh, yeah, so they, it looks like every single one of them talks about it being Columbus. So, yeah, I will uh, I will rescind my statement yeah, on I, it being someone I else. I feel it like I would like just go with the prophets on this here, one as well. So. Usually a good call. Usually it's safe. Um, so the next one, so, Latter-day, yeah. Pro- Latter-day Scripture restores plain and precious things. <laughs> Um, and this kind of goes along with what we were talking about before where Nephi didn't even really know like the depth and breadth of his work. Right. Yeah. So I was going to say like, even just that, like the plain and precious things, like he might not have thought like, Oh wow, this plain and simple thing of like, just recording what we're doing as a family right now is going to make sense of scripture 
that's being written right now across the sea or, or whatever. Like, I guess he's still technically in the wilderness at this point, but like, you know, prophets of old, like the the Bible and the Book of Mormon can cross-reference each other pretty much throughout each of them, like from start to finish. So it's cool to know that like even what he's doing right now, which he sees as plain, um, can make things that are kind of complicated in the Bible appear as plain and simple as well because now we have two witnesses, kind of like what you were saying before, Caden, about mm-hmm. like the dots and the lines. Yeah. Any, anyone who tries to poke a bunch of holes in the Book of Mormon while not turning around and applying that same skepticism back to the Bible is very silly. Um, How silly? Like, it's clear that both books have... Well, I'm using silly as a term. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a bad term, but I, I don't want to say anything like rude. <laughs> and silly is just... I guess it's silly. I don't know. Anyway, both books, like, they have they have things that, you know, you could nitpick if you wanted to. But together, they're very strong, and they support what each other is saying. And I think, yeah, that's the main purpose of the Book of Mormon is to restore anything that was lost in the Bible. Because it's clear that the Bible has gone through a lot to get to where it is today. And even now, there's, you know, there's an app, you can a Bible app you can get that... You, it has like hundreds of different translations you can look at on it. There's even an app where you can translate it yourself. Is there no, really? No, I'm just saying. Like, Is it called oh, that's Google how, Translate? That's how liberal <laughs> they were with the translations in some churches, right? Like, yeah, go like, for oh, it. What do you want yeah, in here? Like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, what oh, do you want you've here? gone to school for three days, you dropped out, but you got here because the pay is good? Yeah, sure. What do you think this word means? Uh, sprinkled. Yeah, so baptism now means sprinkling on water or something. Like, just how easily things were lost in the Bible. Like, it, it's it's hilarious to look back and be like, wow, like, it's so hard to preserve something. But also super impressive how much of it was preserved as well as it was, you know? Well, and that's another, like, statement to to say how good it is to have the restored church as well, and even the Doctrine and Covenants to further clarify some of those things. Mm-hmm. Like baptism, for example. Like, yeah, the Book of Mormon clarifies that, and then we have an even further clarification. So, yeah, it's it's just, it's we're thankful to God for, for that. Otherwise, we would be lost in a lot of things, and specifically, we would be lost with a lot of our knowledge of the atonement that the Book of Mormon brings. Yeah, and, and that's one of the questions here. It says, like, what are some of the precious truths that the Book of Mormon helps us better understand? And, like, you nailed three of them right there, like baptism, like the atonement. Um, that first thing you said that I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, like, it, there's so much of it in the Book of Mormon that it's not only in the Book of Mormon. Like, it's in the Bible. It's just because you have those two witnesses now— it all makes sense. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe there isn't, you know, a trinity of, of sorts where they're all, like, um, the same thing but different but the same thing kind of thing. It, maybe it's they're all, there's three separate things with one path, like one one goal in mind, right? Um, or maybe baptism is by immersion and not like this, or, or maybe... Um, Prayer Wait, so maybe you should way. be baptized the way Jesus was baptized. Yeah, it's like, and, and like, and even like the way of prayer, like people go all like, uh, they go off of what Jesus taught them, and it's like, well, you should pray after this manner, and then he gives his own prayer, and then everyone just copies Jesus, right? Or uh, when he says the exact same thing, and this is how you should pray, he, his 
his prayer is different, and he even gives a little bit more instruction on how to pray. And and prayer is another thing where I'm kind of like, prayer in itself is still your way of communicating with God, and there's still plenty of members um, that I cross paths with that when I hear them pray, I'm like, huh, it's, it's odd to me that they pray that way, but I don't let it offend me or anything, because I'm like, we all know who we're communicating with, and... Uh, my way of addressing my heavenly father is different than their way and that's kind of interesting but it's it still follows the same format but it's 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 cool how how many plain and simple things um or sorry how many things become plain and simple after having multiple witnesses because of the book of mormon yeah because because of the book of mormon <laughs> um and then um, the last little section is really cool because we've already talked about it like up a bunch of times um, and just about the importance of being able to ask and being able to receive personal revelation. And Joseph Smith gave us that example and Nephi gave us this example most recently just now when he was like, yo, I don't understand this vision that my dad had. I'm going to pray about it. And he receives an answer to his prayer and that theme continues to to pop up and to be prominent in the book of mormon just Mm -hmm. being able to receive personal revelation which is another one of those i think plain and simple truths that even we as members forget sometimes right sometimes we just follow we don't we don't necessarily seek confirmation on everything that maybe we should yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day and like he he's a religious friend, so like he was talking about something he was struggling with and I was like, you know, like do you ever like pray about it? And he was like, "Well, like I pray for, you know, guidance and help." And I was like, like but what about like praying about or like praying, you know, to get an answer kind of a thing? And it was just such a foreign concept. I can't remember exactly what religion he's part of, but yeah. I think he might be Catholic. That's not important, but yeah, it's just an interesting that in our church we believe in, you know, praying to find answers, praying to yeah, to learn something or to have as opposed something to just praying. To us. Yes, exactly, as opposed to just praying for, you know, help and praying for, you know, this almighty power to just make things all of a sudden good, which often he and, does. And I think he which he does. And I and I think to an extent I'm generalizing and and stuff but but there there is that difference which yeah i'm i'm happy that we have that truth like you're saying and um um i also am very happy but like it gives us sorry i'm commandeering brayden it gives us that example of like how nephi asked and the amazing things that happened when he asked about the vision and the contrast of his brothers who didn't ask And, you know, kind of their attitude all throughout the whole, like, Nephi's life, right? It's as simple as asking for confirmation. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as wanting and seeking an understanding instead of just blindly refusing, right? Yeah, I feel like we kind of talked about it a little bit last week about the process of getting answers to prayer, or receiving answers to prayers. That's That's the term, receiving, not getting, that sounds not as not as true but 
Give me, give me, yeah, yeah. give me, give me, give me, give me answers, give me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And I like the point Caden just brought up about his brothers. Yes, it's true. Yeah, yeah how it's, it's how easy. different would everything be that's, if yeah, they had just taken that little step of faith at all, you know? And maybe they did, but it clearly they clearly didn't have real intent. Right. So I found that quote, which is why I was kind of like, so, but I didn't want to. Uh, get too off topic there so i'm glad we finished that point so it is by henry a wallace vice president of the united states in 1941 to 1945 and this is the quote it's um of all american religious books of the 19th century it seems probable that the book of mormon was the most powerful it reached only a small percentage of the people but it affected this small percentage so powerfully and lastingly that all the people of the united states have been affected especially by its contribution to opening up one of our great frontiers. That's sweet. Yeah. End quote. What a what an yeah, what an excellent quote, hey. And and it's cool. Like it is it's it's just goes to show that like this work was meant to come forth and like it was meant for this day and age and it was meant for us. Like um it's like we kind of talked about it in the last episode where Lehi he sees all of us in this vision. Like he sees God's children in all of their struggles throughout time, I guess. And um, not, I guess, but you know what I mean. And uh, it, it's cool to see that Nephi is now seeing like how the restoration is supposed to come forth. And yeah, Columbus is a part of it. There's other people who have also been influenced by the by the Lord. Like a lot of the, um, if, you, if you go to any missionary lesson or if you join the missionaries on any lesson um, where they're teaching the restoration, they talk about reformation. Um, and how there's some people who are enlightened by, you know, the Lord to, to start questioning things even before Joseph's time Mm -hmm. where they're like, well, these things aren't making sense to me, but why is everyone kind of going along with it? And I think those people as well were very much inspired by the Lord, just as Columbus was. Right. Like all the reformation with, with, uh, the Bible and everything, Martin Luther. Mm Mm-hmm. With Martin Luther and and just like just other things as well, like there's it's it's cool. It is, it is interesting to see God's dealings with mankind as time goes on, and it's really interesting. And I want to find a different word for it, but it's really powerful to know that there is a book, the Book of Mormon, that exists that allows us to see exactly what his dealings were with prophets on a narrative level. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a different insight entirely, and that's why I think I I love going back to the Book of Mormon so often, and I I forget sometimes how much I enjoy, <laughs> how much I enjoy the Book of Mormon, which is weird. Like I nerd out about it, I guess, which is no small thing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. As I just geek out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I I think these lessons always that's remind me, especially since we're at mm-hmm. the beginning. <laughs> of just that I need to, you know, be reading the book more when like Braden was saying, but that this is a chance to start from the beginning at the beginning of the year and to keep on going right. and to, you know, make it by, make it to the end by the end of the year. So that's uh, something we should all maybe be trying to do. Yeah. The, the yeah, exactly. later day podcast challenge. We should actually, we could actually do that and try and hold, hold ourselves accountable. I think I'm on, that might I'm be on beneficial. board. I mean, I think we could get it done before the end of the no, year. No, but I mean, like, read along with right? the chapters, I think, would be a good idea. Oh, yeah. Well, you, well, that's how you're supposed to do Come Follow Me. Oh, have you been doing that? Well, you don't? 
I'm just impressed that you've been doing it. Well, I need to be doing it. That's what I was saying. I've just been uh, listening to this neat podcast. Neat podcast <laughs> about it. I should I should start listening to those guys. Okay. Well, I think that's kind of bringing this episode to a close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks again for listening. As always, mm-hmm. we're here for you. Um, we're here listening for your suggestions. Anything you might be able to provide to us to help make your listening experience better, we would love to hear it. Um, so email, tweet, Facebook, uh, whatever it takes. Um, contact info is in the description. Once again, huge thank you to our boy Spenny Rolf um, for our intro and outro theme music. And uh, catch yeah, you in you. a week. Yeah, see you guys later. Take care.